the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You know, sometimes God will use devastating things in our lives for the purpose of revealing Himself to us. And God will, will use traumatic events to reveal Himself to us. And I, I don't know about you, but I, when I, I think about, well, Lord, would I have not listened if you would have used, like, a real easy way? Would I have just not paid attention? And that's why you had to do it this other way? Because I'm, I'm so stiff-necked and I'm so hard-headed and hard-hearted. When people experience abuse, illness, tragedy, or any other devastating thing, it may be that God is trying to get their attention. Pastor Dan explains today that God's hope is that in the brokenness of your life in that moment, you may turn to Him in your desperate need. He can and will use any experience or circumstance to draw you to Him. Don't resist His call. He's available and full of love, grace, and strength for you in your life. Listen for His Word to you in difficulty and even in the simple and easy moments. He's there for you. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 12 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. You're going to pack a bag and act like you're leaving to go into captivity. Uh, And he was supposed to do part of this symbolic act during the day and part of it in the evening. He was to do this in front of the people. And God says, hey, hey, perhaps they'll consider what you're doing. Perhaps they'll consider your message. Uh, Perhaps this will get their attention, even though they're rebellious. uh, And they'll consider what the meaning of this is. And what this symbolic act depicts, it depicts the final destruction of Jerusalem and the carrying away of the people in Jerusalem and Judah into captivity as slaves in Babylon. Again, the false prophets are saying, God's never going to let that happen. And everybody's listening to the false prophets who are saying, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be back to normal soon. And so now he does this symbolic act here. Verse 5 says, dig through the wall in their sight and carry your belongings out through it. And so, you know, I I don't know what wall this is. Maybe it's a, you know, a wall in front of his house or something. And he's supposed to go out and he's going to dig through the wall and and, in front of the people. And again, it's it's symbolizing Jerusalem, the people in Jerusalem now. During the siege of Jerusalem by the Babylonians, it's destroyed in 586 B.C., uh, it is unlikely, it's unlikely that the people actually attempted to dig through the walls of the city of Jerusalem to escape because those walls are made of stone. They were really big. Some of the remnants of the walls are still there. They're, uh, they're, they would be too thick 
to dig through. The, the purpose of Ezekiel digging through the wall, you know, just maybe some wall in front of his house or his yard or something like that, the purpose of this is to show the desperation of the people in Jerusalem, the desperation that they will have when the destruction comes, the desperation to escape the destruction. They'll want to escape. They, they would do anything to get out of that city, even, even if possible, dig through the wall. Now, later on in history, in the first century A.D., again, so the, the temple we're talking about here in Ezekiel's day, it's destroyed in 586 B.C. The temple gets rebuilt after the captivity. And then in 70 A.D., the Romans lay siege to the city of Jerusalem again. Uh, and when the city was under siege by the Romans in 70 A.D., so a different time, uh, many of the Jews that were trapped in the city as the Romans were coming into the city, they tried to escape through the sewer system that ran under the streets of the city. And the Roman soldiers could hear the people in the sewer drains under the streets of the city, and the Roman soldiers pulled the stones up off the street to massacre the people that were down in the sewage drains under the city. But that just shows you how desperate they were to escape, that they're going out through the sewage drains of the city to try to get out of the city. The point that Ezekiel is making here by this symbolic act of digging through the wall is to show the desperation of the people in Jerusalem, how desperate they will be to escape the siege of the Babylonians when it takes place. In their sight, you shall bear them on your shoulders and carry them out at twilight. All, you know, his bag, his belongings. You shall cover your face so that you cannot see the ground. For I have made you a sign to the house of Israel. So Ezekiel was to cover his face in this symbolic act. Uh, and that was a way of showing disgrace. And, it, and it, was, it symbolized the disgrace of the people in Jerusalem. The disgrace they will feel when they're carried away to Babylon. Again, they're convinced it's never going to happen. That God would never allow that to happen to them. And so when it finally happens and they're carried away as slaves... They're humiliated. They're disgraced. You've, you've seen the news reports of someone who's been arrested. Uh, and you've, you've seen the clips of people as they're, you know, as they're being brought into the jail. They're being brought into the courthouse. And they're handcuffed. And they have their coat up over their head so that the, the cameras can't see their face. Right? That's, that's the idea here of Ezekiel covering his face. They're going to go out of the city humiliated. They're going to go out of the city um, disgraced. In verse 6, God says Ezekiel was a sign to the house of Israel. He's a sign. And what does a sign do? A sign gives direction. And Ezekiel was meant to show the people what is to come. He's a sign showing them what's up ahead for them. This destruction. So verse 7 says, So I did as I was commanded. I, I brought out my belongings by day as though I was going into captivity. And at evening, at nighttime, I dug through the wall with my hand. 
I, I brought them out at twilight, and I bore them on my shoulder in their sight. So Ezekiel, he, he obeys the Lord. He packs his, his bag, his knapsack. He goes out. Nighttime, he digs through the wall with his, with his hands. Man, imagine being Ezekiel's neighbor, right? <laughs> what, what's he doing over there? Looks like he's digging through the wall. Why is he doing that? Making all that racket. So watch what happens. In the morning, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, has not the house of Israel, the rebellious house, said to you, What are you doing? (laughs) Son of man, has not the house of Israel, the rebellious house, said to you, What are you doing? So his his unusual actions here did get people's attention. And they came over to Ezekiel and said, hey, hey, what, what are you doing? What are you digging through the wall with your hands for? And the Lord tells Ezekiel in verse 10, say to them, thus says the Lord God, the burden concerns the prince. You should underline that the prince in Jerusalem and all the house of Israel who are among him. Among them, say, I am assigned to you as I have done, so shall it be done to them. They shall be carried away into captivity, and the prince who is among them shall bear his belongings on his shoulder at twilight at night, and he shall go out. They shall dig through the wall to carry them out through it. He shall cover his face so that he cannot see the ground with his eyes. I will also spread out my net over him. That's the Babylonian army, the net. And he shall be caught in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon, to the land of the Chaldeans. Now look at the end of verse 13. Yet he shall not see it, though he shall die there. I will scatter to every wind all who are around him to help him and all his troops. So his army is not going to help him. And I will draw out the sword after them. Then they shall know that I am the Lord when I scatter them among the nations and disperse them through the countries. Now go back up to verse 10. And the prophet Ezekiel clearly explains that this this whole thing that he does here concerns the prince of Jerusalem and those living in that city. They were about to be carried away into exile by the Babylonians. The prince here in verse 10 is a reference to King Zedekiah. And King Zedekiah was the final prince or the final king over Judah. He was the king that was ruling when Jerusalem fell and was burned and the temple was destroyed. He's the final king Uh, before the captivity. One little interesting note for you is Ezekiel never calls Zedekiah king. He refers to him as prince, but he never calls him king. In the Hebrew, the word prince, it's a very generic term. It just means the leader. He never calls him the king. He just refers to him as, as the leader, the leader in Jerusalem. You may remember from our study of Jeremiah, maybe you don't, and I'll remind you, King Jehoiachin, King Jehoiachin was carried away to Babylon 
by Nebuchadnezzar, and then Nebuchadnezzar installed Zedekiah as king over Judah. So Jehoiachin was the last king of of the lineage of the kings. Zedekiah is a puppet king that was put in place by the Babylonians. And so, because of that, Ezekiel doesn't call Zedekiah king. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. He just refers to him as the prince, the leader. Because he's not, in in Ezekiel's mind and in the Jews' mind, Zedekiah is not really the legitimate king. He's a puppet king from Babylon, of the Babylonians. He's Jewish. He was actually the uncle of Jehoiachin. But he's not the rightful king. And so he calls him the prince. This message that he acts out here with the carrying the bag out and going out and digging through the wall and everything, the, the message is about Zedekiah specifically. That's what he tells us in verse 10. This burden concerns the prince in Jerusalem and all the house of Israel also among them. Uh, verse 12 says again, And the prince who is among them shall bear his belongings on his shoulder at night and go out. They shall dig through the wall to carry them out through it. They go out. There's actually there's a, a, a tunnel under the city of Jerusalem that is known as Zedekiah's Tunnel. The tradition is he escaped through that tunnel. Uh, he shall cover his face so that he cannot see the ground with his eyes. I will also spread my net over him, and he shall be caught in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon, to the land of the Chaldeans, yet he shall not see it, though he shall die there. Now, verse 13, you should highlight that in your Bible. It's a very interesting prophecy that we have here. And this prophecy that that Ezekiel gives about Zedekiah, it was literally fulfilled here. Uh, and I want you to turn with me over to Second Kings. Second Kings to the left. Second Kings chapter twenty-five, verse one. It says, "Now it came to pass in the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, on the tenth day of the month, that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army came against Jerusalem, and encamped against it." And they built a siege wall against it all around. Remember, we've talked about this before. The Babylonians and many armies did this in the ancient world. When they came to a city, instead of just attacking the city, they would surround it and they would cut off the food supply and the water supply and they would just starve the people out. And they would wait for the people to surrender or they would wait for the people to become too weak to fight. 
uh, and, and this siege uh, lasted around 18 months where the people that were, you know, were trapped in the city, the Babylonians were just camped around the city. That's what it means. They built a siege wall against it all around. They built a wall around it to prevent people from going in and going out. So the city was besieged until the 11th year of King Zedekiah, verse 3. By the, by the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine had become so severe in the city that there was no food for the people of the land. Then the city wall was broken through. So now the Babylonians are coming into the city because the people are in such a weakened state. And all the men of war fled at night by way of the gate between the two walls. So the army flees, which was by the king's garden, even though the Chaldeans were still encamped all around against the city. And the king went by way of the plain. He, he flees out. Your, your translation might say... Uh, Arabah, that means the plain, he flees out of Jerusalem, the king Zedekiah. He, he makes it out of the city. He makes it up over the Mount of Olives. And if you remember when we studied this before in Jeremiah, I showed you a picture of the Judean hills. He makes it through these desert hills all the way out to the plain of Jericho, this flat desert that goes out towards the Jordan River. Uh, and it's, it's, it's desert. He makes it that far. If he gets to the Jordan River and he can get across the Jordan River uh, over into like Moab, he can get up in the mountains there. He's safe. So he's he's almost home free here. He gets all the way out to the plain of Jericho. Verse five. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued the king and they overtook him in the plains of Jericho. And all his army was scattered from him. And so they took the king, verse six, and brought him up to the king of Babylon at Riblah. Remember, Riblah was the headquarters that the Babylonians set up in that region when they were on this military campaign. It's up, up, up in Syria, Lebanon area today. And they pronounced judgment on him. And here's the important part. Verse 7, Then they killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes, and then they put out the eyes of Zedekiah. They plucked out his eyes. If you, want, if you want to get real technical, the Hebrew word means they scooped out his eyes. You guys should go out for ice cream after. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Think about that the next time you're scooping ice cream out. I think about it every time I'm scooping ice cream out. And they bound him with bronze fetters and they took him to Babylon. So now go, go back with me to Ezekiel. In Ezekiel, it says in verse 13, middle of the verse, I will bring him to Babylon, to the land of the Chaldeans, yet he shall not see it, though he shall die there. And you read that and you say, well, if they're going to take him to Babylon, how is he not going to see Babylon? If he's going to die in Babylon, how is he going to die in Babylon without seeing it? It doesn't really make much sense, but we're told why in Second Kings 25, because Nebuchadnezzar blinded Zedekiah before sending him to Babylon. So he, he was carried to Babylon, but he didn't see Babylon. Now, Jeremiah the prophet also prophesied about Zedekiah being taken to Babylon. Uh, and Jeremiah also said Zedekiah will die in, in, in Babylon 
And so you, you have Jeremiah said Zedekiah will be taken to Babylon. And, and here Ezekiel says Zedekiah will not see Babylon. It sounds like a contradiction. And it sounds like a contradiction unless you know the rest of the story that we read in 2 Kings 25. We know that Zedekiah was made blind before he was taken to Babylon. And that's why he went to Babylon, but he didn't see it. So both Jeremiah and Ezekiel are correct in what they say. Now, according to historic tradition, like Josephus writes about this, for example, as Zedekiah is king in Jerusalem, Jeremiah's prophesying what's going to happen. Ezekiel is over in Babylon. He's giving these prophecies about what's going to happen. And the prophecy of Ezekiel and the prophecy spoken by Jeremiah, they were both brought to the king, Zedekiah. Hey, these two men, Jeremiah and Ezekiel, they claim to be speaking for God. They claim to be prophets. And they're saying that God says that you're going to be carried to Babylon. But Ezekiel says you're not going to see Babylon. Zedekiah, as the sitting king, he receives both these prophecies. And according to tradition, he read both of them. And to him, they appeared to contradict each other. One's one's saying he's going to go to Babylon. One's saying he's not going to see Babylon. So Zedekiah just dismissed both the prophecies. You know, they're conflicting stories. So he just dismissed them and ignored them, uh, not knowing that God was actually warning him of what's to come. Uh, again, uh, verse 14, uh, I will scatter to every wind all who are around him to help him and to, to all his troops. Zedekiah's army was no help to him against the Babylonians when he tried to flee from the city. Verse 15, then they shall know that I am the Lord when I scatter them among the nations and disperse them throughout the countries. This is why God allowed such devastating judgment to come upon his people. It was to reveal himself to them so that he would know, so they would know that he is the Lord. Do you know, sometimes God will use devastating things in our lives for the purpose of revealing himself to us. And God will will use traumatic events to reveal himself to us. And I don't know about you, but when I, I think about, well, Lord, would I have not listened if you would have used, like, a real easy way? Would I have just not paid attention? And that's why you had to do it this other way? Because I'm, I'm so stiff-necked and I'm so hard-headed and hard-hearted that I just wouldn't have paid attention any other way. Huh. Something to think about. But he uses these things to reveal himself to people. He promised also to spare a remnant in verse 16, but I will spare a few of their men from the sword, from famine, and from pestilence. That they may declare all their abominations among the Gentiles wherever they go. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. Some of the people are going to be spared from going into captivity in Babylon. Some of the people are going to be spared from the famine in the city and the pestilence in Jerusalem and the sword of the Babylonians. They're going to be allowed to survive and stay in the land. And God's going to use that to reveal himself to those people. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet of God, and though he was faced with the difficult job of speaking hard truths, he also spoke of great hope. Even though the Israelites were constantly disobeying God, God was still faithful to them and offered a way of restoration. This is what Ezekiel so boldly proclaimed, and this is what God also offers to you. If you'd like to learn more about Ring of Truth, we encourage you to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You'll also find information about the church behind this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We have a heart for spreading the gospel message to all we come in contact with, and all are welcome to come and worship with us at our location in Columbia, Maryland. If you're ever in the area on a Sunday morning, we'd love for you to join us for a time of worship and Bible study. We'll study God's Word together and strengthen each other through prayer and fellowship. Come by and meet Pastor Dan and all of us here at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. For service times and location information, visit calvaryec.com or give us a call at 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join Pastor Dan as he shares more from the book of Ezekiel on the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable and knowing that you cannot find alone. And if you listen carefully and sometimes even if you don't, you can hear the sound. Oh. He asked me how I know, and I say it rings true.